Hello, this is Kumbasike, this is Connor, and this is episode 54. This is also the third episode of Cold Ones with Connor. Today I'm joined by the band Coastal Connection. The band consists of Jeremy Long, Jordan Harking, Holland Chadwick, and Abjit Sanyal. We're here today to talk all things music. How are we guys? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah we're fine. How we're are you? Back. The cold good. ones are cold, so... Yeah, for real. <laughs> I came here for the cold ones, and they are cold. Yeah, shout out Helen for sorting this out. My roommate. Thank you, play. Thank you, Helen. So, I'm going to start with one by one, to be honest with you, about your background in music, how you ended up in Saigon. So, I think we're going to go one by one around this way of that school. Do you want to start, Jordan? Do you mind telling me about your background and how you ended up in Vietnam? Uh, yeah, so my, my dad w- uh, was a musician, a, a composer, and a classical musician, and taught, taught music um, for 30 years in schools. So growing up in the house, we had, we had a piano, we had tons of guitars, we had uh, violins, we had a drum kit. So I just learned music at home, just with my dad, basically. And then and a lot of his friends were teachers, so he didn't play drums, he didn't play certain things, but then when I'd go to join him at... Um, so for some of his classes, then I'd, in the break time, I'd get to go and learn with another teacher and learn with another teacher, all for free. Yeah, sure. So, um, so growing up, I had a lot, of, a lot of exposure to musicians and stuff, which was cool, like in the house all the time. So that's how I learned to play. And uh, I got an exposure to a lot of different types of music. Like my dad was into all sorts of kinds of stuff. Like one day it'd be like jazz, like Miles Davis. The next day it'd be like Chopin, it would be classical. Then it'd be ACDC, Iron Maiden, blasting on the speakers. Then it'd be Katie Melua bit of folk, reggae, all kinds of stuff. So I had like a big mix of musical uh, influences. So like when people ask me what music I'm into, like it's difficult to say because I don't really have one specific genre that I listen to all the time. It just depends on mood, I mean. And I'm not like obsessed with any particular genre, any particular band. I like go through ebbs and flows if I wanted to. Okay, cool. Um, So then how did you end up coming to Vietnam? Oh, I just wanted to move to a different country. I didn't really like living in England. So when I finished university, I was like, I'm gonna go live somewhere else, see what it's like. Vietnam. The only reason I chose Vietnam, I didn't know anything about Vietnam really, is it's just because my my friend came here for a month and he, he had a lot to say and he had a good time and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And all, I didn't have much money, so I wanted to go somewhere where I could live pretty cheaply. Yeah, for real. And then I saw like an ad. It was like, oh, you can come teach English in Vietnam. You just need a degree. You need to do this this course with us for a month, and then it's going to be super cheap to live here. Blah blah blah. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's do it. Signed up. Came here. I intended to be here for like six months, but. Uh, I just love living here, so I'll be yeah. here for a long time. Probably. Sounds good, man. I think so. Yeah, sounds yeah. cool. Just kind of flowed into being here. Yeah, same yeah. myself. So then, Jeremy, do you mind telling me about your background? Then? Uh, yeah. As far as music, um, my mom's pretty musical. Uh, she could play piano, and then my my grandma was a professional pianist. Um, so I guess that's where any kind of talent I have comes from. Um. But as far as like performing, I used to do a lot of musicals as I was growing up. Um, so spent a lot of time in the theater um, and really enjoyed singing. And then I was in like choirs and church and also school um, up through university. Um, and I didn't really start like playing guitar or anything, any kind of instrument until college. And still not very good at it, but <laughs> I do my best. Um, and this is the first band I've been in, actually. So okay, cool. I've been in groups, like choirs, um, but this is the first band I've been in. Um, but I always had music around me. Like, my, my dad has a huge record collection, even though he's not very 
good at singing or he can't play any instruments, but he's got like a hundred something vinyls. So I always, always grew up around music. Um, and then as far as why I came here, um, I've been to Thailand before and same as you, Jordan, I, I was kind of like, I don't want to live in America. <laughs> um, and, and there weren't any like particular reasons why I didn't like America or anything. It's just I wanted to live somewhere different. Um, and I've been to Thailand, so I thought, okay, I, I can handle Asia. Um, but I thought Thailand might be a little too crazy to live in from my experience of having been there before. And so I just researched and um, found that Vietnam's cheap and easy to come is if you have a degree. And I did the CELTA. Um, and like you said, I thought I'd only be here for six months. And then now it's more than five years. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm approaching two and I'm like, fuck, this got a while. Five. Have you been home in that time? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. been home uh, four times. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Obviously not last year. Yeah. But I went home the year before that. Okay, cool. Um, so we got two sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I like to visit, but it's kind of like a reverse culture shock when I go home I now. Because I'm from a small town, so it's really quiet. Like, Actually, it's similar to here. <laughs> oh, okay, that's how it is. Where it's so quiet that yeah. you don't hear anything outside, but like where I am in D1, you're constantly hearing things outside. Right, I see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, love living here. Cool, nice one. So, now you self Uh Yeah, I started playing piano when I was four years old, as far as my musical background. My, uh, my mom, my parents, I grew up with five sisters and one brother, and they just in insisted that all of us had to learn a musical instrument at least for a few years before we decided if we wanted to continue with it. So for me, I started with classical piano, and I started when I was four, and I did that till I was maybe 20, like with full lessons and everything. But I started playing guitar when I was like 14 or 15. So one of my sisters came home with one. She's like, no, nah, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna play guitar. I'm like, I always wanted to play guitar. I never got one. So I just went over and started playing her guitar. And within like two months, like, no, nah, this is mine now. Yeah, for real. And uh, I just fell in love with guitar and that's what I'm doing for a long, long time. Sure, and then Vietnam, how did that come about? Uh, as far as coming to Vietnam, I got kind of burned out living in America at the time, just wanted something different. And uh, I'd actually been like working at Guitar Center for a long time up until I came out here. And I just got so tired of just that whole vibe, everyone coming in, hearing Led Zeppelin every day, over and over, over and over. I'm, I was like, I'm done with music, I'm done with being in America, I want to be somewhere different. And I came out here and ended up in an awesome band, so kind of went full circle. Yeah, for playing that. And so then yourself? Well, for me, I don't have a musical background in my, anybody in my family. They're not musical, I come from an army family. So... I learned the bass by myself. I've never played guitars, so it's really hard for me to visualize guitar chords when I look at them. And by the time, when I was growing up in India, there were a few rock bands that would come because we didn't have uh, international bands coming to our country to play. So I used to save like six months of pocket money and somehow <laughs> lie to my parents that I'm going to study at my friend's place and go and watch a concert. As far as the bass is concerned, when I started listening to music, I just used to look at the guitar and I'm like, oh, why do I have to do so much? <laughs> but then I realized the bass, it's like something which is locked in with the drums and adding more punch and groove to it. So I decided to start playing the bass. I started playing the bass uh, and I learned all by myself. But then there was an accident 
because of which I almost lost the use of my left hand. Shit. So my fingers couldn't move. I mean, still both my hands are a bit like shaky. If I just let, they can't be still. Yeah. So I had to relearn playing again and completely change my technique. Uh, I still face a bit of problems using pick now, guitar picks, because uh, I had the accident that kind of like messed it up a bit. I see, yeah. But I still play and I enjoy playing bass. Uh, my mum and dad earlier were very supportive about it. So my grandmother was the first person that got me a bass and she's like, yeah, get yourself a four string bass. Got myself a four string bass, didn't know what to do with it in the start. Just learn to pick individual notes and then slowly I started progressing and now I also make guitars and basses back home. Okay, cool. Sorry to like say, do you mind telling me a bit about the accident? I'm just fascinated. Yeah, I wanted to know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you don't have to, I'm just curious. I, it was uh, an accident. I'm not supposed to talk too much about it. Sure. Uh, because there's uh, certain details behind it, so I don't want to discuss too much about it. But it kind of uh, messed up my left arm, a bit of injury to my lungs and uh, my left knee. Okay, right, okay, that sounds fair, but yeah, as you said, we won't go too much. So you are the bassist of yeah. Coastal Connection, you are... Guitar player. Guitar player. Uh, singer and try to play rhythm guitar. Okay, cool. <laughs> and yourself? Percussion. Percussion, okay. So let's move on to then Coastal Connection, you know, anyone's welcome to take the floor here. How did that all come about? Uh, well, it ended up starting with me and uh, another friend of ours that I actually worked with. I had been putting up like random guitar videos on Instagram and then sharing it onto Facebook just as like a hobby in my room. Uh, my girlfriend was like, no, you should play guitar more, you should get back into that. And I was, I don't really know if I want to. So I just like worked on just making videos. And then uh, one of our mutual friends messaged me, said let's jam, play together. He came over and we started to put this band together. He was the one who actually brought Jeremy over because Jeremy and I had worked together for a little while but uh, our other friend had worked with him for much longer and knew, like, I didn't even know Jeremy could sing at all. He brought it up. He's like, oh, Jeremy, he's a good singer. So he came over, we started playing together. Then the other guy just kind of randomly left the band and uh, it was just Jeremy and I. We started writing songs and then we put an ad up and that's where we eventually got contacted by Abhijit. Yeah, sure. And then uh, we played with various drummers, I think like seven drummers, six drummers. <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah, coming in and out along the cycle. Uh, yeah. for about a year and then uh, Jordan put up an advertisement on one of the expat groups looking for a band uh, we met pretty low-key advertisement yeah <laughs> was it an advertisement yeah, yeah. 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 you like eighth time lucky like you were the, the eighth member they were like right yeah. now we've got this we'll guy. see we'll see yeah. Yeah. I sent a message to these guys I'm like I saw this guy he's posted about like open drums and talks about playing drums should I connect with him and then I sent him a message said how about you come for a job we our headquarters is basically <laughs> this building in district 3 where he lives and I live so he lives on the 17th floor I live on the 8th floor so it's like we jam at my place I, I live with three yeah. dogs so some days when there's some construction work going on so we jam with the three dogs running all over mm-hmm. messing around with the get- bass tone I mean they've given me awesome bass tones my French bulldog just like EQs my bass for me yeah, so, so I think it might have been a little overwhelming for, yeah. for Jordan at first but, yeah. uh, no, but that's what I wanted I want some, some action some it's life. worked out yeah. well yeah. Yeah. yeah but you got thrown right into the parties and everything day, day two 
Day two, yeah, we had a party. What happened on day two? Mm. Party. Just a party, I think, and lots of uh, nice food, and then uh, just, yeah, it was good. It was at the headquarters. Yeah, the headquarters. Lots of dogs. Yeah, yeah it was good. What's that was headquarters? It just like. Uh, it's, just, it's just an apartment, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's just, I haven't never been to your apartment. You, you have been to <laughs> mine. Have I? I think yeah, you practiced yours once. Yeah, you one. did, you did. Uh, like, our first gig, I'd say, was at a curry party I organised. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get our guitars and just play. So there were a bunch of people, like, my house was full. It, good about 30, 40 people that had cooked for all of them. Literally slaughtered a whole cow. I shouldn't be saying that. Political parties in India. Yeah. Uh, but... I was like cooking at the same time then like let's play our ritual stuff and people were just chatting it was like no let's play and then just played our first like home party gig and then you're like yeah we should push for gigs so our first proper gig was in Bintan district yeah sure Uh, three monkeys somehow we got the opportunity we did quite a few open mics and then we started pushing it we in the start we established more of an acoustic band yeah. image, but now we're pushing more for electric gigs. Right, I see. I mean, sorry to go back to the headquarters. So is it just an apartment with three dogs, <laughs> a load of musical equipment, and then you guys... Technically, it's two apartments. Two apartments, yeah. And the rooftop where we filmed the video. Yeah. Yeah, the boiling rooftop. Boiling hot. Boiling hot. What a cool rooftop good to make videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Jeremy lives close, they live there. I don't I live here, so I've got to right, drive okay. there, but... Yeah. It's uh, that's, that's why it's the headquarters. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like an evil lair or anything. No, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing headquarters. These dogs running about. I'm thinking, yeah. what's going yeah. on? District three is like, I guess, our territory. We'd say we venture <laughs> in to district three, and you're like, okay, let's look for a coffee shop where we can play. And we did that for a bunch of beers they handed out, and uh, we practice in district three mostly. Yeah, I see. So you played at um, you just mentioned three monkeys. Did you also play it? The Rogue. We played at yeah. the Rogue. Uh, uh, Lou Bar. Lou Bar. Sure. A long time ago. Legato yeah. a long time Legato, ago. Legato. Well, that was just you and me. Yeah. Um, Tipsy. Well, that was a... Tipsy oh, Unicorn was Tipsy our first Unicorn. gig. Yeah, that's correct. That was our yeah. first open night. Yeah. Um, we've done some... We did a Busk in the Bar at Yoko recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heart of Darkness. Yes. Uh, Joy Factory. Joy Factory. Uh, we played in the backyard in Taunton before Jordan for a charity gig. Yeah, well, that was, right. that was our first like bigger no, game. Yeah. We got invited to come play and everything. Yeah, that was yeah, our, yeah. That's kind of the kickoff. Yeah, that was the kickoff. Yeah, but I in the start I was like really disappointed because it was a charity and I'm like, do we need to buy tickets for our own gig? Imagine <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, TV well, twice, uh, twice. Uh, twice. Cafe. And we can't yeah. get a Sam Coffee. Oh, and Sam, Sam Coffee, La La Land 786. Yeah, you've done quite a lot here. So, is this over the course of a year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet, that's cool. So, then you've mentioned that you filmed a video. Have you filmed two videos? No, we've only filmed one. We kind of put there's one video that we actually filmed. It was like a proper film, like mini music video that we did on on the top of our rooftop at the, the headquarters there and then that was a cover uh, called Bad Words mm. by an Indian artist I, I'm sorry I can't Siddharth remember his name. Yeah, that was oh, a, 
Uh, and then we have like another music video of just like made found footage from the US government. It's like you can go on a website and it sounds sketchy, but it's all like free public use footage from like the 1920s World Fair and rodeos from like a hundred years ago. And I just took all the different images and just put it together. Okay, so it's like a little music video. I wondered what that was. When I saw that video, I was like, where is all this footage coming from? <laughs> yeah, it's the US government archive public use footage. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. sweet. So then how did the single come about? You've released your first single, that's correct, right? Second one, technically. But okay, cool. First one that was a little bit bigger, uh, that was Woodland Prayer. Maybe you want to say a little more about what, it? The one we just... Yeah, sing, uh, Woodland Prayer. Were you asking about the first one or the one we just released? Um, let's go to the first one and then we can move on to the one you just released. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So, um... So when I graduated university, I had a, a lot of, I don't know why I just touched that brush. It's not mine, it's cool. <laughs> it was bothering like, yeah. me that it was just the like, way it was. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I wrote some songs um, like during university, during the summer. Uh, I have a pretty big backyard, like I'm from a small town, so most people have big backyards. Um, it's really nice in the summer. So like as I was kind of learning guitar, teaching myself guitar, I would just try and come up with some songs. And I often had a lot of these cold ones while I was doing it and some other things. And um, so I, I just wrote the song Directions um, thinking about like where I wanted to go with life because I had no idea and I still don't know. And that's kind of what the song is about. Okay, cool. And like. It's not so much like this in, I think, the UK and, and Europe, but in America, you're really pressured to like go straight to university. Like, if, if you can afford it and you're smart enough, you're just pushed straight to university. Um, so the song is kind of like a reflection of, you know, why, why do parents do that? Why does society do that? Um, when kids don't know where they're going, like what direction they're heading in. And then when I met Holland, we I, I showed it to him and we immediately started working on it. He he immediately made it better. And then Avi came in, it got even better, and then percussion got even better. So like now it's a totally different song. Um, and then you want to talk about Woodland Prayer? Uh, yeah. So Woodland Prayer was the second single that we came out with. That song was a little different because with directions, Jeremy had pretty much worked it out beforehand a long time ago. And then we just kind of rearranged it and added things. But Within Prayer was cool as that was the very first song we all just sat down and wrote together. He came up with the lyrics right on the spot. I had one little riff idea and then Abhijit was telling me, now you need to do this part, what should happen next, come up with a riff for this part. And we kind of all came together a while ago. And then uh, the recording of it was pretty cool too. So we recorded some of it in my house. Uh, I have some recording. HQ. Yeah, HQ. I have some recording equipment, and then we had our friend uh, Louis Sapiola, and he made some drums for us because Jordan wasn't officially in the band yet. I think we met you like right after we finished recording it, mm -hmm. and so he came for the drums. We re-recorded everything, and then Jeremy went over to his house, to uh, Louis's house, to actually record the vocals. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with both those songs, but yeah. that one's pretty special. I'm going to mention yeah. a bit more about the songwriting and then influences, but before that, anyone want another beer? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yes, yeah. yes please. Uh, I, I'm teaching, but it's okay. It's a I get it. You should have it ready, though, shouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, you're teaching? 
Cheating. Yeah, it's 7 a.m. Oh, well. I'm it's not, not too late. It's, it's not cold even, ones with Connor. I mean, yeah. It's not that's cold okay. one with Connor. I mean, that's right. a good edge. Just ones. a bunch of chimpanzees. Yeah, it's plural. Plural yeah. now. Yeah. 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 And then a bunch of chimpanzees in there. It's like a bloody Jane Thank Goodall you. show going live. <laughs> Only thing that's missing is Jane Goodall. So Thank I'm being a zookeeper. Oh, come on. You but, remember my choice. So yeah, then back to kind of thing you mentioned. Uh, you were talking about the nineteen twenties U.S. government archive. Except for that, what kind of things have influenced the way you record or the way you produce your music? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said before, I, this is the first band I've ever been in. Yeah. So I I've had no experience with this. Um, so it's cool. I've learned a lot from from being with these guys. Um, because Holland and Avi have been in a lot of bands, and Jordan, you've been in some bands too, right? Um, so it's really cool. I've learned a lot, so I'm going to pass that off. Uh, I mean, uh, for Holland, he writes pretty melodic. Okay. So does Jeremy. Uh, for me, when I started playing bass, I kind of looked at the bass more like an instrument which should be listening to everything, because the arrangement matters. Where most of the musicians, I guess, mess up in a nice rhythm song would be the transitions, like a smooth transition, smooth passages coming in. But idly speaking, my influences are very different in comparison to them. I've never been a mellow person in my whole life, so I've always. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, So I've been a bit of an aggressive bass player always. So uh, my style kind of comes more from uh, bands like Rage Against the Machines mm. or Tool or De- I used to play for a death metal band do bass and vocals right, so okay. this is like a major change when I, I play say, bass yeah. <laughs> because uh, I started listening to Jacob Pistorius and he talks about using the bass like a piano where you use the melody and the bass part so when I was writing Woodland Prayer uh, with them I mean he came up with the main part Jeremy with the lyrics, but when we were doing it, uh, I was doing it, uh, I kind of could just like get some idea about like the melody coming in, so I used the bass or like a piano while tapping it out, so there are a lot of melodic bass lines, if you listen to the song, and there's a groove going in, and Jeremy uses his inf- rapping influences as well, and the faster parts where we've got like the pre-chorus yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I actually originally wrote it as a rap. Right, and, okay. And then I realized that it didn't it didn't quite sound right. So then I just started singing the lyrics that I wrote as a rap. So there's a lot of words, there's a lot of different ideas in that song. Because um, I, I like writing rap lyrics, and I, I've recorded some rap songs before. Um, I, I just like how you can fit in a lot of ideas in a rap song uh, more so than singing so that's kind of my my influence yeah, for sure. that song and then also the song for Woodland Prayer it's, it's kind of uh, we wrote it last year so it was like during the height of COVID around the world yeah um, so it's it's really about like my feelings and I think a lot of people's feelings during COVID the worst part of COVID and then it's got some ideas that are, are more relevant to Americans and I think the UK as well. Um, like, it's a little bit political, but not in a pushy way. Right, okay. 
uh, and the overall message is like, let's all be together because everything's fucked up. So yeah, like let's let's do this together. Unified message, yeah, yeah, for real. And yourself, John, in terms of like influence, is there anything or anyone that you take into your playing? Uh, we might, so I'm a guitarist as well. So I've I've played in a lot of bands playing guitar. As drummer, that helps a lot because I can try and key, try and key into what everyone else is doing and try and understand things from other people's perspectives. But as a drummer, I've also mainly just played in punk bands, mm. like punk and pretty heavy rock bands. So also, I just kind of listen to something and just try and play around with a few things, see how it goes. Sometimes I play it in practice and it's a bit shit. I know it's shit and then I'll try it um, and change that next time and then when I've got a formula down I just go with that that's what I like about playing the drums you don't really have to sit and learn something you've okay. got to play it get it wrong a few times before you get it right whereas when you're playing guitar you've got to learn it you've got to remember it whereas drums it's a lot for me it's a lot more uh, improvisational which I quite like yeah. there's also less learning involved for and real. it's very physical I love the physical aspect of it like just fucking banging around you can put on a bit of a show yeah, for real. Uh, yeah so like punk fast stuff and I think that like since since I've joined the band before you were just doing acoustic gigs and now we've just done our first like full electric gig with a live drum kit too yeah. so it's it's in, it's cool to, to uh, play some of the acoustic gigs and now be progressing into full electric uh, gigs like the one at Heart of Darkness which was much more uh much heavier, a bit more in your face, but it it was good. Like it was, right, yeah. it, was a good, it was a good show. Yeah, and we're playing there again um, next month. Probably I think May fourteenth. May fourteenth on the Friday. Friday. So if anyone wants a good rock show, you should go there. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. Nice little plug. That actually brings me nicely onto the question <laughs> I was about to ask, which was what is planned in the next few weeks, Ooh. months for you guys? I Pro mean, segue, yeah. we've got a yeah. Well, we've got that Heart of Darkness, and then we've got quite something quite exciting coming up, haven't we? Yeah, we're, so we're doing a wedding. Um, yeah. We're doing a, v- a Vietnamese wedding. Yep. Um, a bit different. Didn't expect that. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, thinking you played a bar. We didn't expect that either. Charity yeah. gig wedding. Yeah. So how'd the wedding come about? So, so my girlfriend is Vietnamese, okay. and um, one of her one of her friends, like not a close friend, but someone that uh, I don't even remember. I, I, I guess they went to school together. Um, saw on Facebook, like my girlfriend sharing stuff from our band. And so she asked her, like, oh, hey, does, uh, does Jeremy's band, can they do a wedding? Like, can they play at a wedding? And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know, but I'll ask him. And then I was like, hell yeah, we can play a wedding. I don't see why not. Um, so that's gonna, that's gonna be like downtown. Yeah. At the Rex Hotel, which is pretty swanky. Yeah, think you have Don't show and everything. <laughs> yeah, pri- not an open gig. Private, sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was literally thinking in my head, how do I plug my way into this? I'm still, still pushing for those full, like, flaming red tuxedos. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, I we're considering. White all white. Yeah. Yeah. Considering our fashion choices. Um, so, any suggestions? But yeah, that's going to be fun because we're learning, like, a lot of kind of love songs. In Vietnamese. No, 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 no. I was no, just no. thinking. <laughs> the theme, I was like, "Well, that's no, so much more yeah. no, no, personalizing it." Yeah. No, it's gonna, it's gonna be all in English, um, okay. except for maybe Despacito. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can. It's the only requested song was Despacito, so yeah. it's all in English. We'll see if I can get the Spanish down. Yeah, um, But yeah, other than that, uh, we we're, s- we're writing stuff. We're writing new songs. Okay. Um, hoping to record soon. We haven't decided exactly which song we're going to record, but we're going to pump out a bunch of recordings 
this summer. Thinking about trying to do like an EP and then potentially release the songs over a period of time, like one month, one song a month for mm, yeah. four, five, six months, and then put the whole thing out with some like bonus tracks on it. Okay, yeah. Release on a band camp like this winter or this fall. Yeah. What's the idea about doing it month by month to just you know? I think keep, yeah, keeps keeps them going. Sure. You have more you know content to promote on Instagram and Facebook. I think that's kind of yeah. where the market is right now. Mm. I've heard other bands talk to me and mention that they really love making an EP and they put it out. Everyone loved it, but then you know six months, one year goes by and everyone's like, "Where's your next song? You got You got to have one out every month. You have to have something out all the time. Right, okay. So it would just be more beneficial to release each of those songs like a single. Then release the whole thing with some like remastered tracks or something. Okay, cool. I think that's kind of. When I run, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna wait until we're off. off just that—that that made me think. I feel like that's kind of a product of the time. Not to get too philosophical, but uh, you know, people's attention spans are so short yeah. that like if you print out an EP, um, if you don't have much content before, then maybe people. Well, they'll listen to like two songs and then they'll completely forget about it. Yeah, yeah. So part of it's because it's like all put online and it's all free, but at the same time, you're like, no, go and buy it. But why would I buy it? It's free right here on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, my inspiration for some things we can do in the future was trying to maybe sell products is that uh, in a lot of like the black metal community, they will do a pretty good job of selling their albums because there'll be extra things you can only get by physically getting it or physically buying it, like made of, you know, 500 year old wood all cased over with like. Like bones. Not that we're gonna do that, but Which that's is a, blood. you gotta have. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have something extra. Maybe because they go some connection, pick up some trash from Fung Tao and yeah. just <laughs> put it in there. And just, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, from yeah. the coast. Yeah. Otherwise, there's really no point in putting a whole thing out right now for us and yeah. trying to sell it or anything. No, you don't want to give everything straight away, do you? Mm. you kind of over time, keep them coming in. Yeah, yeah, I guess because people generally, if there's an EP out, most of the bands I've listened to back home also they take out an EP the good songs are generally the first and the second and the third and the fourth the fifth is pretty much sandwiched in the middle because it's not that good so you don't want to follow that you still want to keep the interest in whatever you're making no way even if you put a song out that if you release them as singles, even if a song is maybe not as good as another single, it still gets a little more hyped up mm. and more people will listen to it's called the new song rather mm. than oh it's just a skip, skip, yeah, skip, skip. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all of the filler tracks. That yeah. brings me to the next point I was gonna make and maybe you can all contribute here from your experiences. If there was somebody who either wanted to join a band, wanted to get started in music, it's a challenging time with this pandemic of course, what advice or what things would you suggest to them in getting started? Depends what you want to do. Okay. There's a lot in that. Like, if you want to learn an instrument and get good at it, you just got to practice. You just got to practice and practice and practice and practice for a long time. But then if you want to, like, start something, like, create stuff, I don't know, get high. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or, uh, Always good advice. I don't know. Like, have, or have space, like, for if you're in a, so if you're in a group and you want to create stuff, I think a good thing to do or you're a person alone and you want to create stuff, a good thing to do is say, right, I'm going to have two hours of writing or creating something and then get rid of any distractions for that time. Like, I I write some songs, I write silly songs, I write, like, weird songs. They're not, like, the, you know, but it's fun, I enjoy it, I do it for me. Yeah, sure. But to do that, I have to, like, turn my phone off, my phone's in a drawer, have, like, a pad, 
and have like a recorder on, or I'll have my phone like on silent airplane mode and just the voice recorder on or something like that, and have like an hour dedicated to that, That's and maybe yeah. a, a drink. Yeah, 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 something else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that because that honestly does it gets you thinking a little bit differently. That helps me a lot creatively. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of very similar to that. And that what I'll do is I try and write one song a week, and just like no matter what, it's got to be finished. Even if it's just like ramming everything together, mm-hmm. just like force that creativity. Because if you just sit and like, no, it's not good enough. No, it's good enough. Yeah, it's like yeah. six months goes by, and you're, you're it's not even that good. So it's yeah, a lot really better good. just to like you know make sure you're gonna write every week. You're gonna write a song. And then you just move on, and you can always go back later and like, edit or delete them and yeah. fix it's them. Important but... not to be a perfectionist because it's never going to be perfect. Like you're not going to write like exactly. Sergeant Pepper overnight. Yeah, so, somebody yeah. said you got to write, write for the trash bin. You know, yeah, so you okay. got thinking about write with the intention. <laughs> this is who cares? Just going to throw it away. And then you write a you know, hundred songs, and you know, in the course of a year, some of those will be good, some of them will be bad. But rather than just getting really, you know, tunnel vision with one song, and then everyone's like, yeah, that was actually not very good. Right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah I, I kind of have like an opposite approach. I've generally been a very patient person when it comes to writing because maybe I, I played for death metal bands and there you don't want every song to sound similar so you take a bit of time to write it. But as a musician what I'd say is or as a person who wants to create something the first advice I'd give is do it for yourself not to show it to others that hey listen I created this and be open to ideas meet people if you're a musician go meet other people make them listen to what you've made what they might say is oh yeah I don't like it it's shit but then you ask them why and you get a reason and maybe you can add some more ideas to it so the biggest thing I feel as an individual musician is to be open to ideas and doing it for yourself but as a band I feel like when it's a band I feel every, uh, there are different people with different personalities that come together and the band is pretty much like a fifth person so if you're in a band you need to be really cohesive yeah, yeah. and one thing in a band which generally kills a band is people being intimidated by each other's personalities and not discussing it or feeling insecure about some things that they have so just like sort those issues out as well keeps yeah, the band yeah. running mm, that sounds kind of cool yeah I guess good advice all of that I agree with that yeah being open rather than kind of, if you think something shit rather than shirking away from it say it because at least then it's out there yeah. so you kind of learn from it yeah. so then it's almost getting to the end of the conversation this next question is kind of for everyone it's going to be quite tricky so Coastal Connection what's the ultimate aim or where do you want to go with it what do you want to achieve that is tough right well, you talked about some ideas earlier. I, I think yeah. one, I think one uh, immediate goal is to just play as many places as possible. So, like uh, something that Holland mentioned a long time ago, um, like right when we were really getting the band going, like when Avi joined, is that let's play a show every week. Like let's try to play a show every week, and that's not going to happen just because. Um, you know, scheduling, holidays, like, things come up, and then also there's just not the availability here in a foreign country. If we were Vietnamese, we could could definitely play a show every single week, probably twice a week, Um, but there's just not that availability for us. But that is a goal, like, immediate goal, play as much as possible, Mm. and then especially, like, try to get more electric gigs so that Jordan can do all his physical 
get some exercise in. Getting hit, going ham on the drums. Yeah. And playing different cities as well, playing different parts yeah. of Vietnam. Yeah, so yeah. I really, really want to do that. Go and play in Da Nang, play in Hanoi, yeah. Yeah. playing somewhere small. That'd be really cool, playing somewhere yeah. small. Next bigger goal for us would probably be do like a little like Vietnam tour and mm. then like a Southeast yeah, Asian sure. tour too. So I know people have done that. The dots always like a dream to be able to go and just do like, you know, one week up and down Vietnam. And we're already talking with a couple other bands right now about potentially doing okay, that cool. soon. Any like spots you mentioned, Danang, Hanoi? Yeah. Anyone? Hanoi's got a good scene. Yeah. Danang, Hanoi's got a good scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vung Tao, I reckon. Yeah, you could do all right in Vung Tao. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, but also pushing the band as a brand out there, and also getting to a sound uh, based on like when people hear the name, they should be like, oh yeah, this is what the music should sound like. So finally settling on that direction where the sound comes in, and yeah, yeah. maybe working more. The bigger aim for me would be working even more cohesively so that we all come together with our influences and just like bring it together in such a way that when people hear, oh, Coastal Connection, these guys are these, they're, they're different in their own way, but when they come together, this is how they sound. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're still like, a, you know, new very new into it, pretty mm. much. Um, so we, we have played a lot of gigs, but between those gigs we're we're still kind of figuring out what exactly we want to sound like because yeah, yeah. we have a lot of different sounds in our songs like our newest song which is called uh can you read my mind we played that heart of darkness for the first time like well we played it at yoko but that was like an unpaid open mic doesn't really and, count <laughs> it doesn't really count but we we played it at heart of darkness and it was really good people loved it like i, I was watching the video and um during the we have a bridge part and people were like yelling when that bridge part started and Avi started doing the this melodic part on the bass and these people were yelling and we were like fuck yeah like let's go yeah, and it felt um, good as well it, was just it nice felt to really play. good like, like you say good yeah. for you like feels good but that's like a hard rock song mm. whereas some of the other songs we have like the ones that I wrote drunk in my backyard were <laughs> are more like country and then like kind of singer songwriter indie kind of like indie country music, indie basically. country kind of thing so, so we're still like figuring everything out um but we definitely feel good about what we're doing yeah. right now yeah it's more about pushing the original material out first you don't want to get blocked into the tag of a cover band in yeah. the city because there are a lot yeah. of bands that are doing that playing seven days a week but you don't want to get locked into that because all of us are working and when we do music, we do it for ourselves. So yeah, you want to push yourself more as people who write original music more and yeah. it's, that's what keeps us apart from the other bands which you might hear. Okay. Yeah, and that's a big part of it. Like We've gotten good feedback from, from the owners and managers of places that we've played like at, at Heart of Darkness, the manager there, he was, I asked him afterwards, I was like, so do you, do you have any feedback for us? And he was like, oh man, I love all the original songs. Those are really good. Um, and we've had friends of ours say like, oh, you guys look so much happier and like so much more emotional when you're playing the original songs. Yeah, for real. Uh, so that's definitely like the kind of an ultimate goal would be two hours play a full two hour set original of, of original yeah, material cool, and then yeah. be paid to do that where 
bar owners, managers are like, yeah, we want Coastal Connection to come play only their songs, not Bob Dylan knocking on Heaven's Door <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever the song may be. Um, and I would love to make some videos. Like, I would love right, to okay. do and some videos. videos. Yeah, because obviously we've got the dirty record some stuff. Some dirty videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read my mind? Just yeah. Abby in his underpants or something dancing around. Yeah. I've got too alert. much of body hair, mate. Like, <laughs> just mistake me for a chin. Yeah. Oh, God. But I do, I do love... I, I don't make the video, but I've been in videos that have been made, and I really enjoy the process. It's a lot of fun, and I love yeah. what comes out of it, and it adds a, a lot to... Um, like I'm very visual. Like when I watch a, listen to a song, I like to watch the video to yeah, see what's going with it. It adds a lot. It adds to the story. Yeah. Adds to the dynamic. I'd love to create some something like that as well. Right, okay, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um, I know I know some people who make some super cool videos. I love to work with and stuff. So yeah. that's that's like a goal for me. But it takes a long time. And yeah, you've got to have all day free and you've got some money. So you know that's like a long term goal. You got any ideas for videos? I mean, can you read my mind the song idea when we were practicing the song, just like writing it? Uh, I came up with the riff first, and then Holland kind of like added more to it. Uh, like the main intro riff was written but then we all like came together wrote it and then it came together as a song so a band is not an individual effort like maybe i come up with one good part and the rest is added by them or they come up with really great parts and i bring in my parts together but when we wrote it for can you read my mind the thing is i was thinking about my predators back in india who would be like you should be an engineer instead of a teacher I'm like do you actually want to know what i want to do so it's like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes people come up with okay, random yeah. advice and just think that they know better so yeah. that's how can you read my mind so idly if idly if you're making a video and can you read my mind i like to smack a few idiot drivers once in a because it's like the opposite of directions where yeah. you know in america with directions we're pushed to have a direction but you aren't given a direction we're like yeah, even yeah, india sure. is like here is your direction going to the anti-direction yeah india <laughs> india it's more like when i go there so my dad would be like i will completely support you with what you want to do I'm like, oh, thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. I'm like, decide if you want to be an engineer or a doctor. But we live in Vietnam, so which is in, like a lot of the people who listen to our music from different countries and stuff. So just the fact that we're living here, we can make some cool videos that are very unique to Vietnam. Yeah, we're just lucky. Yeah. We're living in a place where it's so unique. You know, we could just go and film a tiger beer place, and it'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Or we could go, we could spend a day going into the countryside. It'd be interesting. Like the video would be like, it, uh, the song might not be about living in Vietnam, yeah. but the video can reflect that because that's the time when it was written. It'd be cool. Or, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to have like totally a plain. like a live like fan video, like v- like videos that show like the different fans of things, like yeah, some live shows. Because yeah. we have so many different people, like Japanese people, Vietnamese people. Americans, Indian people. I think like Boy Vienna video. Like, yeah, well, that'd be cool. <laughs> video cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely yeah, outside yeah. Miss Saigon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I've been kicked out of the place. Yeah, I just Enjoy turned into. Story. Oh well, it was with my best. Friend. <laughs> oh, what do I tell you about it? It was, it was with my best mates. Do we need to go there? No, I got kicked out of the place. I turned into Brown Panther that night. Stuck before back to back like the Avengers. Oh yeah, sure, mate. Cheers. And I flip kicked somebody by jumping on this round circular tables, and I flip kicked. It was a double kick though. Like I kicked him in the face, and then the table's leg hit him. So it was like amazing. Is this the place 
I, I think I've heard about them as um, like really overcharging people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People get really, really messed up there. That's why. <laughs> now they have like live dancers too. Like the, oh, yeah, on they the street. Like they didn't used to do that, but a bunch of places now there's just live dancers. Connor, do you like to be asked questions? Cold ones with uh, Yeah, I do actually. I mean, you sh- I've only done one interview where I've been interviewed. Usually okay. I'm the guy asking, so go for it. Yeah, I mean, I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want to get a photo for this, but nobody can take the photo, so I'm going to wait for Helen to come home, and then we'll take the photo. But yeah, ask me a question. Okay, uh, so your shirt, Yes. we actually just performed Holiday wow. for one the first time at yeah. Heart of Darkness. Because we want, we want to add some more like energetic covers. Like we've got a lot of we've got a lot of kind of mellow covers that are you know like crowd pleasers for fifty year old men, fifty year old like sex pads. No, I've heard that phrase before. Sex pads. That's not really. You've never no, heard no, that. seriously, no. Oh, I mean, you've been here long enough. Cause yeah, sex pads. <laughs> you've seen them. You've done the five years. You've seen them for sure. I've seen. Yeah, you've yeah. yeah. been here long enough to turn that way. Somebody's wrecking us. Yeah, yeah. Dot our heads turn red. Yeah, sure. Wait, okay, so wait. Let me get to my questions. Yes. Before we go too far off. So, Green Day shirt. You like punk? Yeah. What else do you like? Uh, in terms of music, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm generally quite open to anything. I quite like indie, I quite like rock. Punk is what I would go to, especially pop punk. Been listening to a lot of dance recently. I do like a cheesy pop. If you get a thousands pop playlist, unfortunately, I love 80% of the songs Spice that Girls. I like. Mm-hmm. Not maybe more busted. What? You know, busted. Yeah, yeah, I like a bit of busted. Yeah, they're guilty pleasure. In British, very British. In Britain, yeah, they were huge from 2002 to 2005. You know, your Jeremy's voice actually sounds a bit like when you sing. Sounds a bit like what's his name? Wait, back from busted. The deep one. No, the main American. Oh, James, James, yeah, that's James. Is that a boy band? Yeah. Well, rock. They're kind of rock. Are they called busted? Pop rock. Yeah, pop rock. Horrible name. Yeah, they were big in like two thousand. Two thousand two. They were big. Yeah, we should. Like, girl, your face busted. Yeah, but that's um, an American thing we would say. I guess you don't say that. Busted. busted. Like your face is busted. Really? So I thought they were American. Busted. busted. They have a very American vibe. Yeah, like, very American yeah. vibe. Yeah, like they, they put sound on American. Ameri- of American accents. They tried to be Blink One Eight Two basically. They wore mm. like the baggy shorts or put like Mohicans. But yeah, I loved them when I was growing up. They're, They're probably getting on a bit now. They're probably like they're still going. Forties or something. Yeah, for real. Can you turn away the restaurant? The, the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you can use that one or the one. In hey, did you hear that? that yeah. <laughs> Abby's going for a shit. Yeah. Yeah, for real. But, Back in a moment. Yeah. But yeah, we did Holiday. Okay. Um, just because we wanted to do a Green Day song, and that was, that was when we agreed. That's what we're doing a lot, a bit more punk rock. We and people, stuff we wanted people really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, we've been trying to add to our repertoire, like, because it takes a while to write and perfect original songs yeah. before you want, you feel comfortable playing them live. So even though we like we have, we have a song that's almost finished, which is gonna be dope because part of it is in en español. Um, <laughs> which one of you speaks Spanish? Kind of Jen. Well, he just yo hablo español, <laughs> más o menos. Right, I see. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be cool. But in the meantime, we want to have like more fun songs that we all enjoy. Yeah, so. It doesn't take that long to learn a cover. 
Yeah, a few week week or two, bash it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's already written. So yeah. I, I have just... a I have a question actually that I didn't actually send you beforehand, but it's just popped into my head. Go for I'm just it. curious. Surprise. Have you had any like real fuck ups? Either any silly stories amongst you all, either in the headquarters or beyond, or any time you've really fucked up on stage and been like, "Whoa, what was that?" The biggest one that comes to mind was a bar. We went there, yeah, it was with Lou Bar, I think, and we got there, and they said, don't know if I should say their name, but we got there, and they well, said... Well, it's too late now. Yeah, too late now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so we got there, and apparently, we were told they had, like, a mixing board and everything, like, all right, you know, so we, have, we all go direct, and we don't use amplifiers or anything, because we're all, like, riding motorbikes, we can't really bring an amp. So we got there, and we went to plug in, and it's like, oh, where's the mixing board? It's like, it's right here. And it wasn't a mixer, it was like a DJ turntable. Yeah. And it like pointed at the inputs, like, we can't use this at all. And it's like, yeah, everyone else uses it. I'm like, no, they don't. Damn. <laughs> so we had to like try yeah. and like Jimmy rig something with their speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played there in my first uh, proper gig with this uh, lady from Australia called Atlanta. She's an indie artist, pretty good. Good jazz influence. But I played with her, and the servers in the place, they just knocked out all my pedals. Now I use a really big rig. My rig is bigger than theirs combined. So, that's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, they just like knocked my stuff out. They had no idea about uh, how to handle the sound, and we go to Luba. And the first time I carried my bass up, and the second time we played there, I carried my bass up. Now, what I do is when I know it's a venue where you can't get proper stuff, I just carry my bass up and I'm just like sorted in one corner. I can go louder than them if I want, but Lubard was a fun gig, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, no, we had to Jimmy rig up for me. <laughs> I just spent like an hour just trying to figure out what can we plug into. What can I had to put like all the vocals and the rhythm guitar into one amplifier and like try and like splice the cables to go in, and then run the electric guitar out of the other speaker. So it was like a full stereo. One side only had one sound. One side had the other. So if you were sitting on the right side of the room, you only heard the electric guitar. Right, <laughs> if you were yeah. on the left side of the room, you only heard the vocals. If you're in the middle, you got like everything, but. I think yeah. I don't think we've had any like major fuck ups where right. the audience noticed. Yeah. But we definitely had several fuck ups every time. Like I'll I'll forget the chord progression. I'll play like one wrong chord and then I'll remember and get back into it. Or I'll I'll like fuck up a couple of words or something. But no no one ever notices. So that's the cool thing. Like we notice, of course, and then we talk about it afterwards so we can prevent it from happening again. Yeah, yeah. But well, I'll, I'll like ask someone, a friend or or my girlfriend, like, oh, did you notice during this song, like this part? And there's like, no. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. Nice. As long as you don't let anybody know that you messed up, basically. Yeah, the, as long as you just act like you, everything's fine. Yeah, and the show must go no, on. Yeah, like I've had some out. big fuck ups in theater before. Like one time, I was in this scene and there were only four people on the stage, and I was one of them. And my shoe got caught in a nail. It was like a slipper, and oh, so my yeah. slipper got caught in a nail as I was walking out of the the background um, scenery. It was, it was like a doorway. So I went on the stage, and I was thankfully I didn't have to move around on the stage. It was just like a standing kind of part. So I had to print one foot behind the other, and then this guy who's doing most of the speaking, he like improvised something about me losing my shoe, 
and the audience laughed and it was perfect. Yeah. So I, I guess like I've had some big big moments like that in front of four hundred people. So like at a bar where everyone's drunk yeah. and I missed some chords, like it's it's, it's cool. It's no uh, yeah, yeah, I, I almost fun. got lynched in India by the <laughs> <not> ruling <laughs> political party. <laughs> got that's gone to an example. Yeah, like. yeah I, I got here <laughs> in Thailand and almost deported from there. Beat that. Like, Yo, who gets no, deported from lunch, Thailand? What's that got to do with story? No, but, but the fuck up on stage is I was playing with my death metal back in, back in India. That's when the ruling party had come in power. Like, a like major Hindu party. Just as you got on stage to perform. Ah, the ruling the power Jesus. got in power. The exact <laughs> moment. Yeah. Just went through. <laughs> it's just it's as like, you they got elected in. We had a gig because and the university were playing out for low on budget. They're like, let's call a Bollywood band. Oh no, they're going to charge too much. Let's just call a death metal band. They can do it for like one fourth the price. So we walk, walk in. We're ready to play. And... The chief minister, uh, sorry, the human resource minister was the chief guest. Now, politicians always are late for any bloody thing. So, the event organizers like, How about you start playing? And when she comes, she can give a speech. And we go on stage, and on stage for a death metal band, you have to have a really different persona. So, when I go on stage, I go like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then off stage I'd be like can you hear my vocals clearly can you add some mids in there please yeah. and we're playing on stage and uh, we just start off with the first song that was called Morse and Deceptor and then the organizer comes running on stage he's like he walks up to me and right on my mic he screams bro the chief guest is here you gotta get off I'm like oh what are you saying? We just started playing. <laughs> and I just I kept transitioning between a brutal demonic metal voice to a normal voice and we were just having an argument on the mic and the crowd's like, this is better than a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, you can play again. You start playing again. So I sit down uh, next to the drummer's platform because I've got a huge rig so I can't move at all. My guitar players are fighting backstage. Because one of the guys tried to be a bit fancy in front of a girl and he detuned his guitar and they're both cussing each other. You can hear them cussing at the back. My drummer was uh, like, didn't possess the intelligence of a homo sapien, more like a Neanderthal. <laughs> uh, and the sound guy was more interested in playing Candy Crush. So he forgets to turn off the mics inside. The outside PA he's turned off. And my drummer is like, Oh, oh, this is so cool. And I started listening to her speech and I tried to compose a slap pop bass solo on her, like, lies, which she's given out to the crowd there, anyways. So she can hear a slap pop bass solo on top of her speech. And she's looking at me and then suddenly my drummer goes off, isn't she the one who used to, like, work as an actress in these, like, phony TV soap operas? I'm like, yeah, yeah, be quiet. She looks like a female pimp. <laughs> That story has a lot going on. Yeah. There's so yeah. much going on. And, and, and so then I had these like party, very hard ruling party follow. members standing there just like, they thought I said it because he's covered behind the Bronx. Yeah. So then like, how'd you get lynched? Or nearly lynched, obviously. Yeah, anyway. So, oh, I picked up whatever I could and I ran. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Jesus. That needs yeah. to be the, pro- now, the promo for the podcast. And now he's not allowed to go back to India. 
That's that's what you asked why he came to. Yeah, that's why you're in Vietnam. Or at least yeah. that city, that city. He's yeah, city. it's my city. So yeah, it's really hard for me. I figured they wouldn't notice. There's like a billion people there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all don't look the same. We all don't look the same. We have our differences. <laughs> I can't help but make like billions of people jokes all the time. Okay. Like, there's just so many fucking people. There is, especially in India. So you can always. <laughs> I mean, it's better than China at least. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so, so right. There you go. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we'll refrain from that topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah, now. Best. For yeah. now. Yes. For now. But if you, ever do, if you ever do a politics podcast, yeah. we'd be happy. <laughs> nice. I think yeah. Abby should do a politics podcast. Like, mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. host one. Yeah, the day, the I studied political science, so I could shoot the shit with it. I studied like, <laughs> I, I've got two Abby. degrees, history yeah. and I'll journalism. I'll ask the questions and then you answer. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you come up with a story that's happened, a factual story. Yeah. Ask a question, then Abby has ten minutes to answer. I feel like we're, I would we're listen to completely that. hijacking. Yeah, was, I was just going to bring yeah. it back to Coastal Connection, like final bit. Like, where can we find you on social media? Uh, we're we're on Facebook. Can you make the stop the speech that you do at the end of each. Yeah, day? yeah, okay. I was thinking, already thinking that. Yeah, That's yeah. A speech. Uh, so we're you can find us on the normal channels like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Fox. Um. Spotify, Will and Prayers on Spotify. I guess um, Bandcamp. And Bandcamp, which Directions is also on. You can download them through Bandcamp. Uh, what else are we on? Those are the main ones. But we're also on ChristianFarmers.com and uh, Grinder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one gets this. <laughs> yeah. you, say you say this. He says this at gigs. And everyone's like, some people oh, laugh. Fuck that. Some people laugh. Grinder, cool. Yeah, some people, laugh. people don't get the reference. But I laugh I think, every time. Thank you. I, think, I, think, I guess I guess some of them might be getting excited about a fivesome. I think fivesome.com. I think yeah, Christian farmers is a very American thing. But all the normal, all the normal channels, you can find us on there. Um, coastal at Coastal Connection. Band. Okay, sweet. Not, yeah. not, not at Coastal nice. Band. No, not Coastal Band. Not Wild Coast. <laughs> no, no. Coastal Connection. Did you know it used to be called something else? We can extend this conversation. Can we? What did it used to be called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all night. What did it used to be called? Oh, uh, we used to be called Coast. Yeah, yeah that's what but, I thought. I actually had it in my notes, Coast, and then I double-checked Coastal Connection. I thought, shit, I better change Yeah, so, so. When, so when we when we were getting ready to release Woodland Prayer, yeah. um, there's this band from England. Yeah, in my head, coast. Yeah, I've heard of them actually. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was you guys for a second. Thought, yeah. I followed these like four years ago. No, they were no, Vietnam. no bitch. Yeah. Um, so they're, yeah. I guess they're like punk kind of or like hard hard rock. Um, yeah. But they they have like hundreds of thousands of followers yeah. on Spotify, even though they've been not performing, not together for like a few years. So we're just like, all right, we we gotta have something that's completely different. So we just had like a couple of weeks of coming up with random names. names that had C O A S T in them. So it's um, all right. So connection was and then formed. We ended up close and connection, and it kind of makes sense yeah. in some well, way. Where like originally I thought of Coast because me and Holland and then the uh, the other guy who used to be in the band Adam are all from coastal states in America. Uh, okay. So coasts. Coasts. Okay. Yeah, like we're Pretty near clever. aquatic. I like, I like the coast. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we like water, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need it, don't you? I fools. We're made of water. So made. Yeah. Why exactly. Why would you not name the band after? Yeah. Well, listen, dudes, could go all night, but I think it's best to wrap up. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, I think once we get to like lynching and the posts, it's like, yeah, that's when it's probably, probably best. Call it in. But yeah, thanks very much, all four of you, oh, for coming thank on. You, yeah, thank really you. Really appreciate it. This is the first cold ones where I've actually had cold ones and. It's been a pleasure. Were they so, warm before? Uh, no, we just had ice water. See, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. The first question ones. we had was, are we going to have cold ones? Yeah, we did ask yeah, yeah. today. So shout out Helen. She actually arranged it. So thank should you, we do it? No, shout you. out to Helen. Cheers to Helen. Cheers to Helen. Cheers to you guys. And cheers to Coastal Connection. Thank you.